Well, hello, listeners. I'm excited because, as you know, a lot of you listening, you have children, they're going back to school, you know, and some of them are at that place where they need to think about college and how do you navigate it in our new normal. And today I have a good friend, Nicole Renee. She is the CEO and founder of NRE College and Career Network for Parents and Students. I'm excited about our conversation and what you can learn, just how you can navigate that process, which can be a little bit overwhelming for those of you. So hello, Nicole. Hello, hello, Janet. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. And you know, I always love to talk to you. I'm excited. So before we start talking about tips and strategies, what made you decide to start this company? Well, um, I served for about uh, 18 years as a school counselor, or maybe it was 16 at the time as a school counselor in public schools. And, you know, part of our job was to help kids go through the college application process. But when my own child, my daughter went through the college application process, you know, I was excited because I was able to you know, use all the skills that I learned to help her through the process. And I started to find out that I'm getting stressed out and I know what I'm doing, you know? And so as we went through this process on the parent end, I'm seeing things that as a counselor, we didn't have to deal with, you know, something that the parents dealt with in the summertime or just paperwork that we never had to deal with because our job was to help them get their applications done, answer their questions, help them deposit, and then we're kind of done. And so I just saw how stressed I was as a parent and I knew what I was doing. And so I said, I can only imagine what parents who don't have any idea of this process, even if they have been to college before, things have changed in the last 20 years. I'm going to say things have changed in the last year, two years. And so I wanted to put something together to help parents uh, reduce their stress and just kind of hold their hand through this process and help them navigate. Hmm. And it's so interesting, like you said, things have truly changed. I mean, as you were talking, I can't even remember what I did back in the, the 80s. And, and, you know, and I really think I, I really took the lead in all of that. But what are some things that you feel that people should just not do? They just, you know, when it comes to, okay, we want the kids to go to college, but what are some things that they should just not do in all of that processing and maybe not do so that they won't be stressed? I think one of the things um, that we talk about is not getting caught up in um, names. You know, I want my kid to go to Harvard. I want my kid to go to this place. And there are nice schools and those are the original schools. But there are a number of schools in your area that are very good schools and depend on what your major is, are better choices for you. You know, they may be more choices for you local. And I think so many people get caught up on the name brand and tradition of the school that they they X out some other schools that are very, very good schools. It may even be more affordable depending on what their budget is and their grades. Also, a lot of our parents try to hijack the student's process. You know, back in the day when we did paper applications, I can't tell you how many parents would come into the school dropping off their packets, their college application packets for their students. And I'm like, is your student here today? Yes. Well, why didn't they drop it off? Well, you know, you know, and so there's a lot of parents that are still kind of hovering and, and really hijacking their process. And then when they go to college, they f- forget that they're going to be considered adults. And so they've taken over the process. And then when they get to the college, they have no idea of what to do. And then the last thing I would say 
is to make sure as far as the don'ts, um, you know, make sure that you don't drop a deposit for your college until you get all the letters back, all the financial aid letters back from your colleges. Because I can't tell you how many kids that have been excited about getting into their first choice and drop the deposit, but then their financial aid letter doesn't come until much later. And then they find out they can't afford to go there and that deposit is not refundable. So I always stress that multiple times throughout the year with my students and my clients, you know, to make sure you get all of your letters back before you drop that deposit. And, you know, I like your suggestion of not getting caught up with this, the name, because that's what I did, Nicole. I got caught up with the name, went to the big college, big campus. And, you know, as you know, the Philadelphia school system, the class size was a specific, you know, size. Mm-hmm. So for me to go from that to a class size of 800, you know, 500 was mm-hmm. a culture shock for me. And therefore I didn't do as well. And I had to come home and I actually went to a smaller college, which was to my benefit because, you know, I knew I was, I wasn't the smartest kid, but I was relatively smart and it allowed me to have a little bit more interaction with teachers. And of course I'm still involved with the school now. So you're right. You get caught up. I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm going, I'm the first one and I'm going to this big college and I get on campus and it's like 800 people. I'm looking around and he's got a (laughs) mic and a point. I'm like, what? Oh no, no, no. So, so I love that suggestion. That's, that's a good suggestion. So what should parents do specifically now? Because, you know, the, all the different little things that we used to do, like the college tours, and I'm sure they're doing that in a different level. But what mm-hmm. are some of the things we should do? Because I think sometimes some parents wait until like the midnight hour to do stuff. And even now, you can't wait because of technology. Everything is like fast, fast, fast. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, everything, the rules have changed for everything. You know, so whatever we know, a lot of it is is thrown out the window. And so one of the things that I would highly recommend now is because there are, most campuses are not doing visits right now. There are a few that have started their visits or they will be starting, but there are so many restrictions. So you can't do groups or anything like that. So um, a number of organizations are doing virtual visits, virtual tours. So the campuses have uh, virtual tours that you can watch. I've seen tons of them. A lot of them are having virtual open houses. And um, you can also do a virtual visit with um, uh, some of the the big college uh, programs that you're connected to. And so um, it's it's not going to be, it's it's not the best substitute, but it's probably the only substitute that we have right now. And so they should look to see what national college fairs and local college fairs are going on. Sign up for those because... Um, you actually will go in and sometimes they may have a a general presentation at the beginning. There may be some workshops that are going on in between where you can talk to a guidance counselor to get some information or school counselor to get some information. But then also you can sit in on the college, listen to their presentation, and then they're available for questions and answers at the end. So what I have seen with those virtual tours that I do like that you couldn't get at a physical tour at a physical tour, you're fighting with everybody at the table because it's, you know, trying to get the person's attention and get some time because there are 10, 20 people at that table. But when you do the virtual tours, you can ask all of your questions and then other students may move on to the next school, but you can continue to talk to the rep that's there pretty much as long as you want. They may put you in a different Zoom room or something like that. And so 
that's pretty good. And now that the reps are not traveling, they do have more time to return emails and they have more time to talk to students because they're not on the road all day. So definitely do those virtual visits. Um, and I always recommend to students and parents that, you know, that they work ahead and keep up on the timeline. So right now, these parents should be working on personal students, I'm sorry, working on their personal essay. Because that's what takes the most time, you know, in the process is the essay. And so they can get all of their drafts done and, you know, they can shoot their shot and, and email their English teacher and see if they happen to be in a good mood to make some corrections. But worst case scenario, they can put all their drafts together. And then when school starts, they have that draft to send to their English teacher. And they also need to be working on the common application. That's a general application that students use nowadays um, because it does take a little bit of time to do it. So this is the perfect time to do that. And then the last thing I would say is they need to be working on their college list. So if they can get that essay done, the common application, and their college list down to about uh, 15 schools, we recommend that they really apply to no more than 6 to 12. But if they can get it down to 15 to 12 schools before school starts, that will help them dramatically. Because then, you know, they're going to get in, into the world of work and whatever else they have going on at school, and they're going to get caught up and get fatigued. So they need to be working on that stuff in the summer now while they have, you know, some, some space to do that. And I like that. That's just like so nice and organized and laid out and all people have to do is just go down. That is wonderful because like, like you said earlier, that will really kind of help relieve some of the stress because you've got a plan. Let's work on that essay because the essay is always the hardest thing. I mean, even mm -hmm. I remember that. It's been like decades, but the essay and, and I like how you said, you know, have a list of schools because that way you can kind of start, you know, crossing things off. Oh, I don't like this one. I don't like that one, depending. So, wow, that is so good. So, Nicole, next, I want you to talk about your book. So yes, yes. <laughs> the book that, you know, every parent who has a child, <laughs> whether they're ready for college and even if they're little, you need to get it now and just start, you know, working through it. And so that when they get to that point, you'll be ready. And then you can just call Nicole for some updates. That's right. You know, so I, I it was interesting. I wrote this book. Um, it was actually supposed to be like a uh, an ebook. It was going to be something brief because I was blogging at the time, and I just wanted something small to um, be able to reference and sell when I, you know, go out. And I've, like I said, I've been a counselor now for 22 years in the public school system, and I just remember all of the different situations that our parents have been in and our students that if they would have just started their process earlier they would be in a much better position to get scholarships because a lot of our students, um, you know, and parents, they'll come to us in 11th and 12th grade and start talking about scholarships, but really the foundation for that should be set in like middle school. So um, I wrote this book and the name of the book is uh, Being Proactive is the Key. And then the subtitle is 20 Essential Tips to Become an Effective Partner with Your Child's School and Set Them Up for Success. So it goes beyond college prep, but it, it goes into, you know, building relationships with your school, you know, being active and engaged in what's going on in your child's school. So you don't have to be involved in everything, but maybe go to some PTA meetings every now and then. Go to parent night, you know, go to some games and, and become known with the staff. Because as a counselor, if I have a parent that I know very well, either because they love me or they hate me, 
I know that I need to be on point with that particular parent because I know the one that does not like me is going to look for every little bitty thing. So I need to make sure my game is on point with their child and make sure that everything is good. And the one that loves me, they're going to spread the word and tell everybody how fabulous I am. Right. And so if you are engaged and involved, we're going to pay more attention to you because you're there. It's just like, if you have an ache in your body, you know, that ache, your arm or your leg is going to get more attention than the other one because it's, is, is jumping out at you. And so when it comes to kids getting ready for um, scholarships, there's a couple of things that parents want to look at. You know, some kids are really smart and they get all A's in middle school, but nobody put them in honors classes or advanced placement classes. And so even though they still get A's and B's in all their classes in high school, they could have had a higher GPA or grade point average if they would have had those advanced classes because it boosts their grade point average. And then if you have a student that let's say wants to be an engineer, if that parent doesn't have them in algebra two or geometry or pre-calculus in ninth grade, they won't be able to get to calculus and those advanced calculus classes that the colleges are looking for in 12th grade. So if you start algebra one in ninth grade, that means you're gonna have, let's say algebra one in ninth grade, algebra two in 10th grade, geometry, in 11th grade and pre-calculus in 12th grade. Colleges are looking for calculus and something called A, B, and B, C calculus in 12th grade. So they're already behind even though they think that they're advanced. So just things like that. And then the last part I talk about, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that I talk about, but the most important thing is building relationships with the staff and the counselor. So as a counselor at the school, I will get emails from people saying, um, hey, we have a scholarship for uh, such and such a program, can you nominate three kids for this scholarship? I'm gonna think of the kids that I know the most, the kids who I see working hard, the kids who have been, you know, cause we don't have time to look through to all these lists all the time. So I'm gonna always think of the kids that come to mind first. And then if I can't fulfill the list that way, then I'll go through my list and dig and look, you know, and so, those are some of the reasons that people just really want to just get engaged early. Um, I talk about a lot of terms in the book um, that people need to know about college. There are some timelines in there. There's just a whole bunch. And so some of my counselor friends call that the counselor manual. Um, they said this is the, the, if they could have a conversation with their parents, this is the conversation that they would have. So um, it's been very, very popular and very helpful to a lot of people. And it's written very concisely. So people who don't like to read or, you know, um, or have, don't have a lot of time, you can just kind of jump around and pick up wherever you want to. You don't have to read the whole thing in order. Mm. So does sound like a must have for every parent out there. As soon as a child is born, just buy the book. Or even somebody okay. gifted to some, gifted and to gift some. Yeah, gift it to somebody. If you, you know, you're single like mm -hmm. me, gift it to somebody you know who could use it. So Nicole, it's very popular with eighth grade graduations too, you know, going into high school because it preps those kids and the parents for everything that they need to encounter for high school. Mm. So Nicole, tell listeners how they can connect with you. Well, you guys can connect with Nicole Renee of NRE College and Career Network. Um, I'm on all social media as College and Career Network. And then um, my website is collegeandcareernetwork.com. So it's collegeandcareernetwork.com. And my book is on special right now for $10. So if you visit my website, um, if you go to the product page, you can get the book for $10 and an autograph as opposed to $12.99. So 
get that discount in these COVID, in these days of COVID, you know, get these discounts. Well, listeners, you heard it. And as you know, with all of my guests, I have a direct link to their website on the show page. And of course, this week I will be featuring uh, Nicole's book. And of course, you will see it on my social media. But also, if you do not follow her, I would suggest you do because I just love seeing the interviews that she has and all the different resources she has, even though, you know, my two they feel like they're grown right now, but they're in their 20s. They're, you know, they're almost about ready to graduate from college. So I can't wait until that moment. So, but again, you know, gift it to somebody. So thank you so much, Nicole, for your time. And thank you, Janet, for having me. I really appreciate it. Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you're having a great start to your week. In this episode, it's all about getting organized to start that journey to getting accepted at college. And I brought the expert, Nicole Renee, and she's going to talk about how you can do it without getting overwhelmed. Of course, I will also be sharing my product suggestion, app suggestion, repurpose suggestion, and book suggestion for the week. And my question for the week is, are you preparing your kids for college? And if you've already gone through this um, phase, this experience, what tricks and tips would you share for other parents? Did you know that in fall of 2019, 19.9 million students attended colleges and universities across the U.S.? Which is why I wanted to bring a good friend, Nicole Renee. She is the CEO and founder of NRE, College and Career Network for Parents and Students. She has over 20 years of experience counseling secondary school students and parents in the Philadelphia County, Lehigh County, and Montgomery County areas in Pennsylvania. And she's currently serving as college and career counselor at Pennsylvania Public High School. She is a speaker, a workshop facilitator, provides the most up-to-date information on college planning and various social media platforms, and has authored two books. Being Proactive is the key 20 essential tips to becoming an effective partner with your child's school and set them up for success in college planning made easy. A to Z quick guide for middle and high school parents. Nicole has been featured on KYW1060, iHeartRadio, My New Philly, and is well known for her, her bold humor, spirit personality, and simplistic approach to the college application process. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology from Lincoln University and a master's degree in secondary school counseling from Lehigh University. So sit back, parents and enjoy this interview with Nicole Renee. So, did you walk away with some strategies from Nicole Renee on how you can be less stressed and more organized as you navigate the college acceptance process? So I just wanted to follow up with a few tips from Taylor's tip time. Number one, start early. She said that. Number two, 
I would also suggest maybe getting some folders and, you know, organizing the paperwork from your essays to, um, you know, acceptance letters to any other information. Three, use a calendar. So start marking out all of those tasks that Nicole mentioned and giving some deadlines date to them. Four, have somebody hold you accountable. Could be your parent. It could be um, one of your classmates. And then number five, have some regular check-ins with your parents, but also maybe with your counselors as well to make sure that you are on track. So have you been working on getting organized and feel you need someone to guide you from start to finish by providing you with details needed to clear the clutter and get organized? Let's talk so I can share how you can get back on track and get organized with my virtual sessions. You can go to my contact page and schedule a free 15-minute session. And I've also reduced the cost of my virtual sessions that I offer for 30 and 60 minutes. Or maybe you're in business and when it comes to social media, you feel lost. You've been procrastinating starting a podcast and you're just feeling overwhelmed with all the ideas you have that will help you get started. If your answer is yes, then I can help you take your expertise and start a podcast, get you organized, manage and grow your social media influence, and create profitable partnerships that complement what you offer and more. So go to my website and click the button strategize and organize, or better yet, just click it on this show page and we'll take you to the right link there. So of course, I want to thank you for following me on social media, for your likes, your retweets, for your sharing. And please follow me on my Pinterest page. And I've got board specifically one for the college life, how to organize that dorm, but also kids can be organized too. So check those out. Well, today is Monday and you know what tomorrow is. It is Tossa Tuesday. And I want you to start just going through those school supplies. Even though they are going to a lot of kids are going to be virtual, but start going through organizing, seeing what they need, getting rid of stuff, getting rid of old assignments, broken pens, pencils, all that stuff. Get them more organized for this year coming forward. And also think about organizing that workspace as well. Well, I've got a few app suggestions. So I've got scholarships.com, college rap tour, and scholarship advisor. So check out those and also scholarship out. So check out those um, apps if you are looking for scholarships for your students. And then, of course, my product suggestion is a 12-pocket, durable Oxford fabric dorm room over the wall or over the door closet organizing system. And you can use this in your closet right now. This will help you keep things a little bit more organized. Use that space. Utilize it before. You know, back of the door space um, and keep things organized and accessible. And of course, you know, check out my home organizing board on my um, Pinterest page for just some other ways. But specifically, you may want to check out, you know, small spaces because dorm rooms are small spaces. So get used to it and also check out some other ways in order to organize your bedroom so it could be a little bit more organized now that a lot of you have been going to be working for me working from home you're going to be you know actually doing your your college time at home but for you high schoolers and middle schoolers this is a great time to figure out how to maximize that small space so it's going to be a study space as well as a space for you to sleep 
My book suggestion for this week is Nicole's book, Being Proactive is the Key, 20 Essential Tips to Become an Effective Partner with Your Child's School and Set Them Up for Success. So please check that book out as well. And of course, my quote for this week is, to accomplish great things, we must not only act, but also dream, not only plan, but also believe. I truly hope you've enjoyed this podcast and found it informative. So please continue to share it with your family, your friends, and on your social media network. And please visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com, which is currently going through its own renovation. So until next time, have a clutter-free day. But most of all, I want you to have an organized week. Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter, Get Organized.